Welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter, but we're a little bit biased. I am your host, Brian Sanders, uh, despite the cough that I have been trying to kill. You can find me on Twitter at KCSGE. Uh, more importantly, on Twitter is our uh, show handle that is at hef pod email the show at hey on frankfurt at gmail.com and of course facebook.com slash hef pod where all the newest episodes get dropped in addition to uh posts in english language content focused on the eintracht so don't do this podcast alone uh back after a couple of fun interview specials that we did um kind of the before and after for strasbourg Nathan in St. Louis. Hello, buddy. Hey, man. How's it going? Uh, aside from this cough that I can't kick, you know, things are <laughs> quite interesting when it comes to being a nine-track fan. Excuse me, folks. Uh, let's see. Not um, whistling Dixie. You know, yeah, there was, this, uh, there was this match, and then there was this player who came. I wonder what we could be talking about. Oh, yes. Leipzig and Bastos. That's what this show is going to be mostly focused on, in addition to kind of taking a look-see at uh, what's coming up against Strasbourg. And, let's be honest, some chat about what Eintracht should do to trim things down before we beef things up, if you know what I mean. So, Nathan, ugh, 2-1 to one loss to Leipzig. Yeah. It's not... On the field... I personally believe that the Eintracht still have the same kind of uh, talent that are able to field on any given day and be able to beat Leipzig. And, well, well, to be totally fair, uh, Leipzig has done a few things right in uh, the offseason. They have now tied up Timo Werner to a new contract. So guess what? He's not going to Bayern. And they picked up Julian Nagelsmann as a coach who, let's be honest, you take him out of Hoffenheim, they get relegated that one year, and they don't make Champions League two consecutive years in a row. Right. So it's not like so we were going up against just some old mook here. Right. Uh, you know, Leipzig, bonafide team, a team that, you know, some people say a dark horse, kind of third challenger for the title which you know we'll see what they do once europe kicks into high gear that's really the telltale sign of what any uh title challenging team really is is what they do in europe not just domestically <clears throat> byron <laughs> <laughs> excuse me yeah. sorry this cough is really getting to me here <laughs> they they're, they're a good team no one's gonna argue with that and uh Nagelsmann is definitely one of the best managers in all of Europe. So they've got a good track record. Uh, uh, sign in Werner is going to rile up everyone over there. Um, so yeah, they're they're headed for for probably a similar season that they had as they had uh, last year, um, at the very least. So we're and we're headed into that match with uh, weird. Um, Set up, uh, weird. Weird feelings, lineup. especially when you have 
the way uh, Speaker is suddenly blaring uh, the Eintracht hymn before the match. I mean, it doesn't get a little... I mean, how much more weird do you have to get by facing off against a team that doesn't shouldn't properly exist? Hey, look, all... all- Props to whoever, what Eintracht fan broke into the sound room and, and was was blaring some some things like that. Um, so yeah, like our lineup wasn't exactly a, a face off of a ch- you know two Champions League teams or you know potential Champions League teams. Ours was more of a we're stretching and holding for the next match, despite Leipzig being a big match. So. You know, we have our Paciencia, Jovelic out there, Kamada. You know, this wasn't, this is, we're throwing all of our folks that are still a little green out there. Um, Injika, I think, was that, that was his first match of the year proper. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would say that for all of those reasons, we played pretty well, but there are still a lot of like, small things that really aggravated me about the about the team and how they played um most of which probably are just be uh, them gelling as a team um and the big one for me and I'll 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 leave it to this is uh for for criticism is trap I don't think he had a good game I think the first goal was 100% him out of out of position um, or at least on the wrong foot when he should have been, you know, neutral. Um, so, and the second one, you, you could almost make the same argument, but that was a little more of a technical thing. So, um, I think we were talking about this before, but Trap, I, I think he needs some pressure behind him to, to excel, and he doesn't have it right now, and he's still a little green. He just came from PSG, so he's still got some work to do to, to get up to top form. So moving into this weekend, I'm kind of concerned about that, but that's where we are. Um, otherwise, uh, Hasebe had a, I think he had an excellent game. Um, it's not going to show up on the score sheets or anything, but I, I think he commanded pretty well back there. So, um, and then I, Jovelic continues to to impress me as Kamada does as well, but they didn't really have great games either. Kostic always has a decent game, but. He can't put it in the net, just like the curse of Frankfurt. Always <laughs> getting that close, but he can't put it in the net. So I just you know, there's a lot wonder, of positive like, things for an early match like this. These, he keeps but, on taking these super, super far shots. And you're right. just like, bro, calm down. It's like, take a further touch if necessary. Don't blast it, you know, miles <laughs> high. Because then that that does no one be any good when you pull right. something like that. And That's a good point yeah. because like how I feel it, he he's always just right off the mark and and from a glass half full perspective while I'm watching the game I'm like oh you know the next one he'll be there but yeah you think about just just carry it just a step or two further and then that percentage goes up incredibly. Yeah, um, how about uh, the introduction of Timothy Chandler and De Guzman? Now, I thought that De Guzman right. uh, did a you know, modicum amount of stuff, but I was more impressed with uh, Chandler really getting, taking advantage of this opportunity and kind of reminding everyone that, hey, guess what? 
Actuum might be a good acquisition to kind of give us four wing backs to kind of roll yeah. up and down the flanks and everything while guys play through the middle. But, you know, for me, I was just kind of like, oh, thank God you are still here. <laughs> Guess I'm not going to well, lie. Look, he really, he really pushed forward and, you know, yeah. uh, the, his combination with Paciencia, he, he found him and Paciencia puts him, put it, hit that goal in the back of the net, which he, look, Paciencia is also, to me, a very good striker that we were able to pick up for right. absolute peanuts when Porto didn't want him, and hey, he's proven himself good enough that he warrants a starting spot, and I would even say maybe starting against uh, Strasbourg. Yeah. Yeah, Durham uh, didn't... He had an okay game. I didn't really... I felt like Core had a had a pretty terrible game, but um, it's uh, it's one of those situations where you have to go go and and say uh, well, props to Danny DaCosta for having the run that he did. Uh, I think I don't know how many games in a row that he started, but that was the first that he had not in in that run. So uh, it was a definitely a different chemistry and makeup on that side of the pitch without him. Um, and it, I felt like it was very absent to me that whole game and, and his, his absence was noted what about until Hinteregger's Chandler came absence? on. So, uh, Chandler really took that and ran with it and made that, you know, that right side inter- interesting or the left side. Well, I mean, Hinteregger I being off, you had Indica in the starting role. I think that, and that also... Uh, kind of oh, yeah, all plays some, something it. to be believed that um, I think also a little bit more that was a full example of hey Adi Hutter properly wrote like actually rotating you know and letting right. letting guys really get a chance to kind of have their own now <clears throat> I would like to hope that Abraham will be good to go but, you know, yeah. uh, I'd like to see Hintreger, Abraham, and Hasebe in the back three when it does come time for right. Strauss. That does bring up my only other criticism of this game. You're talking about bringing a full rotation out there, but um, it really rankled me that we didn't, at, at that point in the game, we were down 2 nothing. Um, I think. Yeah, so. that was uh, after, you know, let's be honest, the second goal, Polson's way oh, right, right, better. Oh, right, right. Yeah, Way it wasn't Poulsen's. That after that elbow to to Rhoda's face, that if it were Rhoda in that situation, I think he would have got a red card. But that's just me. Um, I don't understand how he doesn't do that. It seemed very violent, but yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, the only other criticism I had is that our substitutions were incredibly late, and I'll lay that at the feet of Hutter and. I, d- I don't really understand any sort of justification to that, especially considering you want to maintain um, even your rotation to have some legs going into the match at Strasbourg. So um, at, that left me scratching my head because we needed to win this game and we didn't. And I felt like if we had substitutions at the 60th minute, like a, like it's, it's typical in a, in a situation like that, it gives us a better chance to win. Yeah, because, let's see, they brought in Emil Forsberg, and, you know, he was the guy who put the assist on for the second goal. 
Mm. And, I mean, the fact that they had someone like that on the bench kind of makes you just go like, ugh. Right. But, you know, but we, have the, we have the same bench. I mean, we have, we have folks that are sitting there that can do the same thing for, for them, but they didn't, get to, they didn't run out there at a similar time. They, I think our first, first was at like the 77th minute, 76th. Yeah, Chandler. So just like, okay, half that time. Yeah, you would have thought that like that they would have gone for it just a little bit more cuz I mean, shoot, Leipzig was able to poke in the uh second goal the second goal coincidentally right. uh, the game winning goal uh not long after we did our double substitution, but at that point I was just kind of wondering, okay, when are we going to make the substitution to at least say, okay, stuff's not working. We already need to rotate to kind of save what le- save legs that we have, because guess what? In the long run, the Strasbourg match means, to be fair, way more in terms of the dictation of what the season will be than this match here on right. the road in the Bundesliga. Hey, you know, guess what? If you pulled out a draw, hey, awesome. If you won, <laughs> hallelujah. But, you know... <laughs> Europa League, the Bundesliga, I mean, kind of says it all right there. I mean, I'm not disparaging against the Bundesliga here. It's more the fact that, hey, guess what? This then allows us to go out recruiting, say, in yeah. January, start, you know, talking to people about coming in next summer and be like, hey, we've qualified for the Europa League the last two years running. Right. What it- does, you know... Uh, Stuttgart or uh, Werder Bremen is probably a better example. You know, a team that, you know, also the Bundesliga established, established name, but no European football for yeah. well over a decade. And so, you know, that's, that is a carrot that we can then use when it does come to our recruiting methods. I mean, I trust, I trust Freddie Bowich, but hey, let's be honest, you know, you can, if you start maintaining European qualification, I mean that is that is something that cannot be taken lightly, and you also there's the sheer visibility when it comes to the international markets. Right. So a player like Roto wouldn't be on this team if it were not for our seed, sitting seeding last year in <laughs> Europa League at the Christmas Winter Pause. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think that. Honestly, if we had finished in like eighth, I don't, th- and I don't think that Kevin Trapp would have, you know, come back. I think yeah. that he would have stuck to his, you know, I want to play somewhere that is participating in Europe. For certain, yeah, he would have been looking elsewhere. Yeah, all so, right. Yeah, you, from that perspective, you're a hundred percent on about that. But it does, it does not feel good to. To go away from there with a loss. You're right. Uh, as per usual, <laughs> when it does come down to right. uh, stuff that in regards to Eintracht losses. Um, okay, so do we want to talk about the tra- new transfer now, or shall we wait until after hashtag what are we drinking? Let's uh, let's crack it open for for him. Fast <laughs> dust. Welcome. Welcome in. Welcome to the last home that you should ever have to have. Because Eintracht <laughs> is that amazing. 
We hope that you score much better than you ever did when you were with Walsworth and shit. If you really pull off the same numbers as you did in Liga Nosh, which is a Portuguese league, then hey, uh, holy crap. Why wasn't Byron toting you? Uh, uh, after three, what was it, three seasons of playing in Portugal for Sporting Lisbon, uh, he uh, has returned to the Bundesliga. Now, uh, a caveat that I have to say, and his welcome is, well, you are, you know, at the, at the peak of the hill. You can right. see either side of it. I'm talking about the age of 30. Right. Uh, which apparently nowadays is like old man. But I do think what the guy offers, whilst not a life-for-life replacement for Alaire, we do find that big target man that, let's be honest, if Rabich can pull his head out of his butt and not leave us, uh, whilst the transfer window is still open for uh, about four more days. Mm. Sounds about right. If uh, they can find a way to work together, I think that this could be a great partnership. What do you think? Right. Uh, Dost adds that, you know, that height, as you said, that, that target in the middle so we can stop sending balls towards Hinteregger <laughs> or... Uh, the shorter Paciencia, who somehow has some big ups, but um, yeah, I, I I think from a perspective of goals, he's obviously a big get for us. But the other side of the the other side of things that is positive from him is that I think he has got a clarity to him, and he speaks very openly about things. At least that's been my perspective on him, and he I think he'll land a good like senior type role in, in this team. Um, you know, we, we've lost a few of those. We've added some. So we, I, I think that just adds to that. I think it gives Rebic another person to, to see as a success in the role that he's trying to be. And so hopefully Doss can, can lead him on and may, maybe straighten out that line or and and we'll get past whatever problems him and Hutter have. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping. I hope he stays because I think there'd be a good one too. Indeed, I, I look at um, I look at this in comparison to other kind of center forwards that Eintracht have had uh, of what the last five years. Compare him with Seferovic. Uh, one. This guy bang does not. I mean, while yes, the guy can blow hot and cold, he does have a much better proven record when right. performing. And for me, I mean, it, this seems to be the right sort of move for the Eintracht right now. Uh, we were looking for someone who was going to be a big body up front. Guess what? We found it. <laughs> right. They also have great experience. So you know, I think that we really have been able to finally get some of that stuff straightened out so he could come to the Eintracht without any hesitation. And, hey, look, yeah. the guy wouldn't be coming to Eintracht it when you know he was on a team that was already qualified for Europe in the group phase that they already had, that they already had lined up. And guess what? He's able to uh, leave for... Uh, a league that he honestly had been aiming for. Because, you know, with uh, Sporting 
had not qualified for the Champions League. And the thing is, in Portugal, you know, you got your you got your your big three, uh, a supplemental in a fourth team in Braga, uh, Port, Porto and Benfica being the other big fish. And then you got a lot of little guys. Think of it. I mean, there's. I mean, you can find likeness. This is uh, all over Europe with kind of like your very top echelon, and then the rest. And I think that maybe whilst he obviously enjoyed himself in Portugal and probably could have stayed on for many more years, he made the decision to come to the Bundesliga. He could have just said no. I mean. Just could have said no, and uh, yeah, now he's with us, and um, should be able to get him registered so we can play against Strasbourg, which would be nice. And then, hey, if not, well, then I guess we can just have him as a fresh pair of legs for facing off against Fortuna Dusseldorf uh, this Sunday as well. So uh, yeah. kind of all things to consider. Nathan, you were really bigging up this when uh, it, when this story was first breaking i mean uh do you feel better after all the shenanigans that it took just to get him or you Oof. just kind of more like just satisfied that it's all over and done with yeah i'm satisfied that it's done and over uh he's gonna be a good signing if if he can reflect off of the other players i mean mm. none of those players like you said last week he was good in Wolfsburg because of what De Bruyne brought to Wolfsburg. Not those two dudes alone aren't going to, I mean, De Bruyne, De Bruyne is probably going to be okay <laughs> regardless, but um, Dost yeah. had that to rely on. And I think Dost has that here too. So I, I can expect at least, I'm going to expect at least those numbers that he had in Wolfsburg. At bare minimum, uh, what we got there. And I, I mean, if if only it might be interesting to see if Arihutra could figure out a way to use Paciencia, to use Rebich, and to use Bastost. Not a replacement three Buffaloes, but I think a variation of what he employed last year. And hey, if we strike gold, punch it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Uh, well, that's gonna wrap it up for segment one of Hey Eintracht Frankfurt. Uh, but before we go to uh, the break, uh, let's go to our favorite segment breaker. It's hashtag what are we drinking? Nathan, you are a home brewer, beer connoisseur extraordinaire. And the qu- only question is, what are you drinking? Ooh, I'll start by talking about what our, our folks out there who listen are drinking. Mark, who was a former host of this show, he actually did some interviews for us uh, back in Florida. He's from the uh, East Coast of the U.S. Uh, Mark sent in what he was drinking tonight, and it was a Montauk <laughs> Summer Ale. Yeah. Looked pretty good. Um, I showed my pup, and she uh, had the old open drool face when I showed <laughs> it to her. Might be because she's blind, and she also d- does that stupid look on her face, but who, who cares? Uh <laughs> So I'm drinking some. It's it's we're we're here. It's it's Oktoberfest season. So I'm drinking some fest beer, uh, some Oktoberfest that I had from last year. Um, the one good thing, if you keep a good as a home brewer, I I know stupid things about beer. Certain beers you cannot age. They don't age well. Like an IPA doesn't age well. The the half life on on those bitter 
bitter hops is not good, but a beer, a well-rounded beer like Oktoberfest that's malt forward and uses its yeast to lager it and really kind of settle everything out. It usually matures and ages over time. So this beer is really kicking it right now. This Oktoberfest uh, from Sam Adams from last year. It's probably brewed a year and a half ago, but it's, uh, <laughs> nice. it's pretty good. All right. Well, what do you I, got? Have brought, I have brought back, uh, also because I had a great deal for it, uh, from KC Beer Company. KC Beer Co. is the home of the Boots again, Kansas City. My hometown, so anyone who is listening in the greater Kansas City area, I think there's a few of you listeners who know, who know exactly who I'm referring to. Uh, yeah, so uh, Der Bauer, a farmhouse ale. Uh, so the craft beer and brewing actually gave it a 94% rating. I did not know that going in. And uh, yeah, it is is warm, citrusy, and you know, it just smells bloody good and it goes down really smooth. So I'm drinking Durbauer nice. and it's going to be the last one of the summer of the summer beers before I go full Marzen on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone <laughs> be where and that's it prost. For, uh, sec- prost to that that's it for segment one and hashtag what are we drinking we'll be back in a second for segment two and a preview of Strasbourg stay with Segment two, hey, Eintracht Frankfurt, chugging along, Nathan and St. Louis, Brian and Kansas City. So, transfer done. We have a couple more days left to go, so there are players out there who, who are available that aren't being talked up by the Eintracht. I mean, if we could pick one guy who we know is available, Nathan, do you have one out there who you'd like to add? Because I've got a few who I'd like to at least... <laughs> Kick out before I add this guy. <laughs> oh, I think I've laid out my cards. I I don't really, I I honestly I if if Renau stays down and God God help him. I hope he gets healthy and and get some offers in the next four days. But I don't think it's going to happen. Um, I I don't think he's going to get healthy. I don't think he's going to get transferred. So I wish we had somebody else back there that behind behind trap other than Vivald. Because I don't have any faith in him, and um, I I think Trap needs some pressure and some. I mean, I think he needs some time to mature, but maybe some time off as well. So, um, you know, I I've beaten the drum of you know Esser and those folks, uh, but they've they've solidified. They're not moving anywhere now. So, um, so I don't really know. What do you got? You know, there's this Brazilian. I know that he's totally available. Eh, it's called Everton. Uh, sort of like that English team that's in Liverpool. <laughs> Has people heard of this club called Everton? You know, maybe they're known, maybe they're not. You know, these English teams choosing, picking and choosing when to close their windows ahead of everybody else. It is kind of a weird phenomena. But uh, he looked really good at the Copa America. And I recently heard that his club is trying to hawk him out because, you know, uh, that 
creme de la creme don't want a south american unless they are you know this young teenager that they can mold or have already proven themselves at another european club and uh he hasn't had a chance to yet and so hey if we can get him from if he is able to as the dog is kind of going crazy i guess she likes the idea of this fleet-footed uh winger coming to the eintracht hey you know if we do have to lose rabich uh there are rumors but i keep on poo-pooing that because you know if certain uh bavarian clubs can't sign players to full contracts and only can bring them in on loans what does that say about their what does that say about their finances shade oh. <laughs> yeah a little bit and certain clubs in milan wanted one is on self-imposed exile from european football in terms of the europa league so as yeah. to avoid financial fair play issues the other has Icardi. Uh, still sitting around and refusing to leave the club. And he's only making probably uh, the second highest wages in all of Italy. In all of Italy. And that's including Gonzalo Higuain, uh, who has refused to leave Juventus as well. You know, he's only second to Cristiano Ronaldo. So, I mean, just saying, mm-hmm. some players might not leave the contract. But uh, if I had to pick one or <laughs> three, because... You know, I'm greedy. Huh. Um, it's about time that we find somewhere for Mark Sandera. It doesn't seem like he's going to be getting to the pitch anytime soon. He's still hanging around. Uh, I still kind of scratch my head on how we never hear anything linking to Watha to leave. Nikolai Mula has been basically discarded. And he's, I mean, yeah. he's not even a Marco Russ who will just jump in when you need him and such. I mean, he's just totally out. I mean, I don't... Uh, Vidvald, you gotta wonder. It's like, okay, is Ronald leaving? If so, I guess you have to hold on to Vidvald, but he's not a guy who will light a fire under a trap. And uh, uh, Marian Kavar. I mean, he is one uh, who we thought was one for the future, and he's really stalled. Yeah, and he's been just a out question of, of Hey, I mean, he's just been totally out of... Out of sight, out of mind with him, and he just hasn't got a place to row right now. Yeah. He had upside, and then he just kind of crashed. Plateaued. Yeah, we've only... I remember his debut for the Eintracht was that horrible horrible final match to Bayern that we had before we faced them in the Pokal, and he just never had a chance to get going, didn't have a chance to get going on loan, so... Uh, plenty of players to move on because hey we, we you know put you know we could add players but i would rather you know move on a couple guys so at least then you know you're not just hanging out right uh having guys just collect a free paycheck a la a certain welshman sitting in madrid i think everyone knows who i'm talking about there <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah, we've got a few people on the books that need to go. I know that um, Shendera had some considerations in the second league, but he's his head's a little too big. I think he needs to build himself from the ground up again. You know, we probably had our best chance when Hosfal was interested in the player, but, you know, what you going to do at the end of the day? Because he just is in a role that... We already have too many guys playing. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
But hey, Shandera, come to the MLS, you know? Find a home somewhere. I mean, <laughs> if you want to wait until 2022, I think there's a club in the Midwest that might be uh, looking for some German legs. Eh, I'll uh, I'll keep my hopes to Vidad Ibisevic. <laughs> I think it's almost a guarantee at this point that he's probably going to tell Hertha Berlin, and we're talking about how uh, Nathan's hometown, St. Louis, has been awarded a Major League Soccer franchise. Woo-hoo. Uh, not to start play in the league until 2022. Uh, right. That downtown stadium should be done by then. But Vedada Bisevich, God, he will be old. But, you know, at this point, he's probably saying to the Hertha Berlin guys, like, hey, if you want to keep me around until, you know, uh, January 2022, awesome. <laughs> but I won't be here at that point. But uh, that's just me talking. It's not like as though you're going to see Josh Sargent there. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Oh, um, harsh commentary. One dream. Yeah. Uh, talking about guys from literally all over the globe, all over Europe. Um, Eintracht lost 1-0 to Strasbourg. And that was a really scrappy sort of goal that just, you know. Yeah. Only a scrappy sort of goal like that was going to come in did it sucked that it happened and we didn't punch through despite the fact that we had a lot of things going for us uh minus the crowd which was very bundesliga like and the way that they were supporting their team to me i think it's uh time to turn the tables uh strasbourg in the meantime uh so there's this team called len as they play in a city that uh hosted some of the matches for the women's world cup this past summer uh, Rennes had defeated Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, no slashes there. Not a big deal. Uh, pretty handily the week before that. And Strasbourg at home dropped 2-0 deficit to those guys. They got punched in the mouth and punched in the mouth really early. And they... For what I was able to gather... Uh, they tried to rotate a little bit with the anticipation that, hey, uh, flying against the Eintracht is a big freaking deal. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, like, I mean, their captain wasn't even in the starting lineup. He was merely on the bench. Uh, that got, let's see, their kind of striker, striker format really was totally switched around as well. Uh, folks, they are going full in for uh, the Europa League. And Nathan, how are you feeling about this? Well, because I think I mean, the home crowd's behind us, and that's what gives me positive thoughts. Yeah, we have two teams here that are going to go full tilt because, um, as you said, this is probably the most important game of their weeks. Um, and trying to keep some interest in their club as they have some positive momentum. Strasbourg has some positive momentum season over season, just like us, uh, perhaps not as lofty as us, but um, they're moving up and doing some pretty, having some pretty good progress as a team. Um, yeah. I don't really know what to expect from this other than to, to know what, like you said, our, our pitch is like, the Waldstadion and the crowd support and what we bring to that 
uh, and we're gonna have a. We're, I I fully expect Ravich to to play this match. Um, this is gonna be his his game to win or lose. So otherwise, you know, you're gonna have your your normal folks on the pitch for for this one. Your top. Um, I think you're gonna have Paciencia and and Rhoda and you know the 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 wingbacks and we'll uh we'll we'll press them we'll press them hard so it, it i think it comes down to Kostic and Rabich and Kostic finally you know commit you know scoring some goals like he did in the first match or or connecting with Paciencia or Rabich in the front um but we're going to have to go out hard like you said like uh Ren did against them i think that's when we're when we are at our best we come out very hard. We hit them. We hit them very early, and then we just control the rest of the match. Um, that's the best case scenario. So that's what I hope is going to happen. What do you think? All right, uh, I will go full in for a three-one uh, win for the Eintracht. It's what you. It's what you had mm. predicted. Uh, first match. Yeah, it's what you had predicted for the first match. I think honestly. Eintracht will score, and Strasbourg will then be like, "Crap, we have to like, oh, we have to open ourselves up. We can't just, you know, just try and dislodge everything because we need to score." You, I mean, they scored on a crap goal, just a scrappy <laughs> goal at, in front of the goal mouth. That you know, when something like that happens, anyone can get. I mean, any yeah. defense that does that will be scored on, and hey, it happened to us. Granted, they didn't look very good either trying to trying to poke it in because it just you were just like, oh my god, what's going to happen? What's going to... Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but for me, 3-1 victory for the Eintracht. Yeah. Nathan, give a scoreline. Um, I'll, I'll give it my best. I'm, obviously, I'm a little gun-shy as because of last last week and I tried to do the same. Um yeah, I don't know, like 2 nothing I'd say. I, I I think our defense is going to start gelling here pretty soon as as like you said trap and the the back line kind of get in line with each other. Um trap's got some pressure behind him now, at least from his performances in the past, so think he'll step it up this is his stage this is usually where he excels in a game like this in a clutch situation so i think we'll keep him scoreless i, I think that would prop that suits this sort of situation indeed folks that's going to wrap it up for this episode of hey eintracht frankfurt uh nathan and i have as per usual always enjoy bringing this to you. the oh. best and the latest of everything that is Eintracht Frankfurt in the English language. So we're hoping for a good result against Strasbourg. And, uh, well, we'll be back regardless of the result. <laughs> Able to talk about everything that went down. So, Nathan, where can we find you in the social media landscape of the world? You can find me on Twitter at N-A-J-A-K-W-A. What about you? At K-C-S-G-E for me. Oh, uh, our Facebook page, that is facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod. Uh, the latest episodes and news about the Eintracht dropping in there all the time. So like that and follow us there. Uh, hey, Frankfurt at gmail.com is the email inbox to send us a note. 
and as per Twitter at HEFPod. So from all of us here at Hey I Track Frankfurt, enjoy the match on Thursday, and we'll see you uh, regardless of the result on the other end. Tschüss. Tschüss. Hey, I'm